This is the Living in Fierce Alignment podcast, your go-to place for mindset transformation, self-empowerment, and personal development. I'm your host, Kayla. I'm a mindset coach for ambitious human beings who are wildly passionate about up-leveling themselves so that they can live a limitless life with ease. I'm here to show you how to create the life of your dreams and powerfully step into your full potential, and of course, live fiercely. So let's get started. Welcome back to the Living in Fierce Alignment podcast. My name is Kayla, and today I'm interviewing a friend of mine that I connected with through Instagram. Such a classic thing of me to do. Her name is Crystal, and she is an intuitive and guide with human design and astrology. And her and I just connected through engaging with each other on Instagram. And obviously, we dove into how we both have an open throat in our chart. So she's a one, three sacral generator. So we're going to be talking about human design and just naturally both having an open throat, probably going to bounce around a lot in this conversation, but we're just going to go with the flow. So Crystal, welcome to the podcast. Really excited to have you here. And I would love if you can just share a little bit more about yourself and then we're just going to get into our conversation. Yeah. Well, thank you for having me. First of all, I always, I've been, I told you when we, when you asked me, do you want to be on my podcast? I was like, you know, I've been feeling that way, like literally like the week before I'm like, you know, it'd be nice to be on someone else's podcast. Cause I recently past summer started my own with my projector business partner. I feel like there's a really nice dynamic between a projector and a generator, especially for me having an open throw, which we'll, we'll get into as we talked about just before we, we started talking on here, there needs to be an invitation for the open throat. So a little bit about myself, I guess. And I guess we could talk about what we were just talking about before we got on. My background is I'm from Florida. And I uh, have a background in cosmetology. I like to joke that from my, because I also read the Akashic records and I'm really connected to my guides. And I joke that they gave me the wrong message that it wasn't supposed to be cosmetology and it was understanding the cosmos (laughs) of the galaxies, you know, I was like, I got the wrong message there. It had Cosmo in it, but it was the wrong one. So I, I did that for 14 years. And then I, I got hit by a car. I don't know if I told you this. Yeah, that's another story. I got hit by a car in 2010. I had my own business at that time. And I had a client that had asked me to come in on my day off, which my sacral said no, but my people pleaser in me said yes. <laughs> so, and I had just gotten a bike. And so I thought, you know what, it would be nice to, if I'm only doing one client, it'd be nice to get a little exercise. I'll ride my bike to my salon and I'll do a hair and just ride back. Right. And I had literally gotten this bike the day before. And right before I got on that bike, I have a defined spleen. And so I got an intuitive hit to not go and I ignored it as a one, three that I am. And I was also young. I was 24. So I ignored it and I got on my bike and halfway through, I got hit by a car and I almost died. I also have a defined G center. And I feel like I was on the wrong path. I wasn't supposed to be doing that. I was supposed to be doing what I'm doing right now. And so I basically got pushed back on the right path, but I also was, I also have a defined heart. So I was stubborn and I didn't listen. So I stayed in it for wait too long after that because like I said it was 14 years and at that time it had only been a couple of years that I had been in my business of cosmetology so I did take a brief pause which I called like my spiritual pause and I bumped into the Kabbalah center by accident I applied there online and I didn't know where I had applied to I thought it was like some other business and it happened to be there and so I took the leap of faith and began working there with administration. And then they moved me around to classes. I learned about astrology, Kabbalistic astrology through them. 
And that's where I found out about the tree of life. And I know that a lot of deeper meanings about the tree of life than I feel like probably most people do. And then after that, I had, I, I, that's when I found uh, human design and I had my child and I felt like I was at a crossroads between what I really should do. Cause it was like during my Saturn return, then when the pandemic hit and everything shut down and I couldn't physically touch people anymore. That's when I was finally like, I had the time to be alone and process everything. And I'm like, this is not for me. Like I, this, I, this is finally my way out. So I shut down my business after 14 years and I was told that it was finally time to come online and to like spread human design. I had no idea why I was coming on. I still, I'm still figuring it out. I feel like I'm like, what am I doing here? Almost on the daily. And I just, I opened up journey through human design and it's just been a whirlwind of like beautiful cosmic events since then. And that's kind of like leads up to now, I guess. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love it. I love it when people share their stories and you just hear the turn of events. And it's really crazy because when you shared about that car accident, it actually reminded me of my friend who got also got in a car accident at the age of 24. And yeah. the same thing happened where she literally almost, she almost died and went through this massive healing journey and like got into personal development and then found human design. Like, and she's like, yeah, I was totally just not on the right path. And you know, I, I wasn't listening to my guides and I just like literally got hit by a Jeep and that was my awakening. Yeah. And I'm like, it's, it's pretty crazy. You know, like we think at the time, I'm sure it doesn't make any sense. It's like, why did I just get hit by a car? Why did someone in my life just die? Why did this happen? Like, we just don't understand, but then we can look back as we continue to navigate through those situations and really see the awakening that was happening. Right. right. So I just think it's like so beautiful that I love to hear when people overcome that hardship and they discover a new chapter of themselves and things really begin to, to open up. Like I just, I just have so much admiration for that. Thank you. It's it, when people, I, and I also have a gate 25, which, so my bridge gate is, and actually my bridge gate is 51 for my, cause I have two splits in my chart, but 51 is the gate of shock. So what often happens for me is when I'm out of alignment, the 51 will come around and it's like sticking my hand in a light socket and it'll shock me back into existence to come back on the path that I'm supposed to be on or whatever the situation is really. Yeah, and you know what? What I've also heard about 51 is just even you sharing your story, like people who have that gate defined, like they will have a shocking story. Like when they speak, when they open yes. up, it's like, if you shocking. have either side, if you have a, either, either side or the full channel, you'll, you'll, you'll experience the 51. Well, yeah. it's just, well, I told you when I, we used to do clubhouse, we still have it, but we're not active on it anymore, but we used to be really active on it myself and my projector business partner. And we did a whole room on uh, gate 51. And it was like hilarious to have audience members come up and share their stories with that, that had it or had one of the other sides or the full channel. And it was always a crazy story. So if you ever want an interesting story, talk to somebody with either the 25 to 51 or the full channel. And you'll yeah. get something. Oh my gosh. I love it. It's so cool. Once we gain more awareness about human design and we look at each other's charts and we see the, the definition. I mean, we're definitely gonna be talking about openness today, but just to kind of dabble in the definition aspect right now of really being able to 
see like where someone's defined and see that consistency and how it shows up, whether they're in the shadow or they're in the gift or they're in, you know, the city of it. It's just, it's really cool to see that consistency and how those patterns play out and like literally create people's lives. So I would love actually, if you can share a little bit more, because this is something that I haven't talked about a lot of is the Kabbalah tree and the tree of life. And I'm just wondering if you can share a bit more about that, because I feel like what I've noticed, just going to say this is biased because obviously this is what I'm noticing and no one has to agree with this. What I see more online is discussions about, you know, the centers, chakras, astrology, not so much emphasis on the Kabbalah tree and really how this ties in, because obviously like the body graph is laid out. I don't want to say similarly to the Kabbalah tree, but there is like a graph and a tree like shape to that. I'm really curious if you can just share a little bit of how that how that ties into human design and like maybe why it's important as well. So it's actually the body graph itself. That is the Kabbalah tree of life. If you look at it and you see all the channels that are associated with it, that is actually the tree of life. And it's, it's the consciousness and it's that's in those channels that is connected to the Kabbalah tree of life. And it's in Kabbalah, they call it the Tensperot. And I'm also Jewish. So I, I it just, it's, I, it was accidental that I happened to, bump into this Jewish mysticism, but I do have a background from being raised Jewish. My mother's Jewish. My dad's actually Catholic. So I got both ends of all of that, but I was primarily raised Jewish. There's a lot of Jewish Jewish aspects that are in Kabbalah, but at at its whole, they don't try to associate with that as um, a religion, more of that. These are, I, I see them as like rituals that they use them for more than trying to derived just to, to Jewish people because there's all walks of life that came into that building that I worked in and it was there's so much it's it's like when you walk into a building that has that kind of energy I, I actually cried when I left there I had no idea why I was crying but it's like it's it's an intense energy but it's so full of love because that's what the foundation of all of this is is love I'm also a vessel of love so it's it just all feels connected to me But so each channel that is connected to the Kabbalah tree of life is a form of consciousness that you're trying to reach almost like the top, which is going to be the head. But most people are not going to, you're not going to reach the head. Obviously you're not, you you, you can't get to, you can't get to that level because each, I look at it as almost like we're in a game. This is a system that we're in a game and each level that you start at the root and then you work your way up. So each one has almost like, a different form of consciousness that's coming from each channel from each center and each time it moves up to the next place you gain actually more clarity more consciousness more understanding of why you're here but what you're actually trying to reach is the g center that's what we're all trying to reach is the g center that's where purpose direction and love lives right you're not actually trying to reach the head the head is there to almost be as almost like a guide as i see it because that's where source energy is coming from but it's each of those channels that are, are are inside the body graph that's actually connected to the Kabbalah tree of life. That is so cool. And I'm so appreciative that you're sharing this because I've done tons of episodes on human design at this point, but I've never spoken specifically to that. I've talked about the, you know, astrology side and, you know, it's just, yeah, I think that's so amazing to really emphasize that. And I love that it, it's the importance and just a reminder that it is coming from a place of love, like the tree yeah. of life. You know what I mean? Like you need to have love in order to have life. Like that's what it is. And it all starts in the root, which is called Nahut. We're all starting there in which we're actually, we're, we're starting there again. We're back to the beginning. The Human Design New Year is on Saturday. 
Oh, I didn't. Oh, I didn't know this. No, that's so cool. Yeah. The year actually doesn't start until Saturday. Like the January 1st is not real. Like, yeah, (laughs) I think (laughs) we've all come yeah, I no. feel like we've all come to that conclusion, especially, especially this year, right? But it actually doesn't start until really February, end of January, beginning of February is when we actually get that almost like initiation, which gate 41 is that. That's the gate of initiation. Yes. Oh my gosh. I have, I have gate 41 twice. I mean, oh, I, I look at it in my, in my, in my gene keys. Yeah. I have it twice. It's my SQ and my EQ. So hmm. spiritual and emotional quotient I guess they call it so that I haven't contemplated it much I haven't looked at it much in my human design chart either but I think it keeps coming up so I'm pretty sure that's the universe is like Kayla you should yeah, look you, at need this. To, you need to dive a little bit deeper and it's such a it's such a creative expression that gate gate 41 it's it's like where all creation starts is there in gate 41 at the root everything starts at the root yeah you can't you can't move your you can't work your way up to like I said the head, but really the, the G center, don't try to reach people try to reach the head. You're going to be in outer space, basically, <laughs> you know, like that's not, that's not real. I feel like realistic as a human being to reach that space. I feel like if you can really understand and grasp what each level is, cause I look at it as a gaming system. Cause so each time you move up, that's just a higher version of that consciousness. And they're all, obviously they're all connected. And really all of them are trying to reach the throat where true creation lives that we we tend to have our probably the most frustration comes for me yes oh my gosh let's dive into this now so one of the things that crystal and I really bonded over was the fact we both have an open throat so what that means is that we don't have any gates or channels in it at all it's completely open and it was it was interesting because I hadn't dove into it that much in terms of like what it means to have an open throat like all I knew was like oh Kayla you know you're you're kind of a chameleon where you can go into environments or speak with people and just really be able to connect with many walks of life because of fluidity in your voice, right? So mm-hmm. that's like one of the cool things that I noticed about the open throat. But then some of the shadow sides are, and I really noticed this, was like this desire to be recognized or really to be heard and seen. Because for example, the defined throat or just the throat center in general has 11 gates coming onto it, just so that the listeners know this. And that is known as the manifestation center. So when somebody has that that space defined, what that means is that they're gonna have this consistency and the way that all of their energy, all of that consciousness that we're talking about is going to come from inside to out. Like that's how they're going to be creating their reality. So when somebody Mm -hmm. has an undefined throat or an open throat, what that means is that they're going to be manifesting and creating in different ways, but it's also a mirror. And that's something that I notice having an open throat. If I'm with somebody who has a defined throat, they're out of alignment. I literally cannot mm-hmm. like communicate with them. You, I mirror them. Right. And so I would love just to dive into this and hear your insights on this because I know you got your stats because we looked it no, up. Let's, I was about to say, <laughs> can I just read my stats real quick so I can find yes. it? my book down because I'm yeah. like, I, as an open head, I will, I literally will, it'll just, because we're talking now, it'll just fall out. So I'm like, let me just read this. Okay. So 72% of the population have defined throats. And the reason is if you look at the throat, like you said, there's so many ways in, right? So the opportunity to have a defined throat is high, right? And so to have an open or undefined throat is so rare and the undefined throat 
is uh, 28%. And I like to say the open throat, which now I know is not just me. I've read for other open throats, so I make it a joke, but it's a cosmic joke to me that when people are like, well, how many, how much, what's the percentage of an open throat? I'm like, just me, just me. It's just me, but it's a joke because obviously there's more of us out there, but we just, we're, we're rare. It's, I mean, it's gotta be like, I, if, if it's like 28% for undefined throat, it's gotta be like in the, the teens, I feel like for open which is like nothing if you look at the amount of people that we have here on this planet. Oh yeah. So it's, it's, a, it's a gift, but it's also a curse. Mm-hmm. There's it. And, and I've, I've actually figured out a way to uh, trick the system with this place. I, I like to share this in readings, but I'll, I'd like to share it with your audience if you, yes. if you don't mind. And also maybe for you, I'd love to help you with this place because I know I, we, we can resonate on the challenges that come from having an open throat because I feel my whole life I felt invisible and I feel see-through. I feel like people just see through me. I have a friend that's a, a manifesting generator and um, back in Florida when, you know, life was normal and you could go to the gym and just freely go about your day, <laughs> you know, um, I used to go to the gym. I have kitchens environment. So that was like a big like melting pot for me for like um, interacting with the right people. And I uh, found a manifesting generator um, who I'm close with now. And she would tell me every time that I would be at the gym, she would never see me. Like I would be literally on the Stairmaster, which is like the highest place you could be. Right. And it would be in the center. It was in the center of the gym. So I'd be on there. She literally would never see me ever, ever. And it was, and she's like, I don't, she's like, I usually, and she also has feelings cognition and she'd be like, I usually sense when people are in the gym, but I never know when you're here. And I'm like, that is my open throat. And that's the way that I felt my entire life, which I'm sure you can relate to that. You just feel invisible to literally everybody, but there is a trick (laughs) or a hack for the open or undefined throats that I found that actually got me to where I am now. I live in North Carolina. I moved from Florida, North Carolina this last year. It's been just over a year since I've been here. I've wanted to live here for quite a few years now. When I came to visit here one summer in 2018, do you remember that big eclipse that happened in 2018? Do you happen to remember that? There was like a, that we could actually see Oh yes. I think I was, I was living in Toronto at the time. Yeah. Yeah. So that was when I came here and I entered a portal. I mean, we all entered a portal during that time, but it was a portal to where I was about to go, but I had obviously, I had no idea where I was going. It was like being able to see my future, which I is also my other bridge gate. Gate 57 is the gate of the future. So uh, I had come here and I felt like this was where I was supposed to go. But at that time I was doing hair and makeup in Florida. I had my clientele. I had, I also did weddings. So I had a lot of stuff going on. I had my children there, my mom there. My husband was working at a company that was, you had to go in to an office. And so when the pandemic sh- shut everything down, I got this splenic hit that it was time to go. Like my spleen and my sacral, like if you have a defined spleen and sacral, when they're both saying the same message at the same time, that's when it's time to listen. That's what it's like like fucking like stop what you're doing. Like it, th- it's go time. Like it, So I got the hit that it was time to go. They told me it was time to go. And I was like, what do you mean it's time to go? They're like, you're going to North Carolina. It's like, how, how am I supposed to go to North Carolina? They're like, you're going to go home. 
you're going to tell your husband that we need to go. Like he, we had not had this discussion. There was one time that I was like, oh, it would be nice to live in North Carolina, but we never had that discussion again. I, I, he, they're like, go home, tell him that we're, you're moving to North Carolina. We also, we had a home. So it's like, there was a lot of, you know, things that were keeping us there, or at least it felt like that's the thing is like, life is not really what you think in your mind of what it's, what it is. Like you could change your reality at any moment with the snap of your fingers, but we don't realize how truly powerful we are, which you also have the view of power. So, which is something that I've, I feel like this last year is what I've really learned to cultivate and live. So I went home and said, okay, we're moving to North Carolina. And he's like, no, (laughs) he's also a generator. (laughs) He's like, no. And I'm like, no, listen, in one week, your, your job is going to go remote. And that is when we are going to get a realtor and put our house up on sale. We're going to sell it immediately. We're going to pack our things. We're going to find an apartment and we're just going to go to Asheville, North Carolina. And he's like, you're crazy. One week, his company went remote. And I looked at him and I said, do you see? I was like, you know, I see the future. Yeah, like I, 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 I read the Akashic records. Like you don't understand how tapped I am into like, this connection from the other side. And he's like, he's like, okay, I'll bite. Like, and he's, he's a Virgo. So like, they also, it's hard to sometimes, you know, get like, they're so grounded in reality that it's like for him to see the other side. He's like, no, but I was like, listen, we're going to talk to somebody and we're just going to see what our options are. Okay. I, I, you, I have to play it cool with him a lot because he like, he's not into all this stuff. And he also like, he needs time to like adjust. So I was like, listen, we're just going to talk to a realtor. We're just going to see what's up. We're going to see what we can do. If this is even a possibility. And this is, that was also when, you know, the market started getting big, you know, which is, it's only gotten even bigger now. It's crazy. I'm like, where's this, when is it going to pop? It, it doesn't seem like it's going to pop anytime soon for whatever reason. So Uh, I talked to somebody and they're like, yeah, I could sell your house immediately. And I was like, okay. So we, and they're like, you only have to fix up a couple of things. It's like, you don't realize like what it would entail, like, and to move, I've never moved out of state before. So this was all, all brand new to me. And so we ended up selling our house in one day and, and we packed up our, I, I packed up our entire life in just four days. I had four days to get our stuff together I, I gave everything away pretty much to whoever wanted it. I was like, we're basically moving with nothing. So that was the other thing I was like, I had to, to, to like have the faith that all the things that we were going to need, we're going to be provided for when we, we got here. I also do a little bit of astro cartography. I actually have a reading for astro cartography next week mixed with uh, the human design environment. I, I'm a kitchen's environment. So I like to combine the two together. And so I looked at my, where my lines were for North Carolina. So I, I was born on my Mars line, which is very like hustle mentality. It's like very ambitious, very driven. It feels nice to like hear it, but to live it, it's like, you're basically it. You can never, you can never catch up. Like, that's what it felt like my whole life living there is that I could never catch up. It was also my transferred environment of shores. No, but I, everything was distorted there. I, I definitely built and broke a lot of bonds that were like deep wounds that I had to deal with there and, and heal from. And so here I'm actually on my closer to my IC line here and also to, which might sound a little poor to some people, but it actually is good in the long run. I'm also close to my Saturn line here, but together 
what that says is that I'm going to create a lot of healing that's then going to um, bring me success. It's a long-term success. So it's like, and it's the generator long run, you know, like nothing happens for us overnight usually, right? I was like, it feels, it feels so much better to be over here than to be on, on my Mars line. So I'd rather come over here. And then here also being in Asheville, I'm, I'm just outside of Asheville now, but we moved directly into Asheville when we got here. Like that's, that's the like, so Uranus to me, which I have Uranus basically next to all of my other planets. They're having a party together in my 11th house. That's what I like to call it. And so like Asheville and also Asheville is such a kitchen. Like if you, I don't know, you've probably not been here because you're, you're no, here. I definitely have not. No. Okay. It's like the most eccentric, loving environment that you can be in, which is, is what like, I want, I want like, and like open throat also, we're like the underdog too, you know, like there's a lot of that, like underdog energy running through us. And I feel like they're all here. <laughs> my tribe, my family, my community, whatever you want to call it is here. We, we moved here. We moved to uh, Asheville. We, we found an apartment online and we made it work for, we, we were there for about three months and during that three months, we were looking at houses because we all, we wanted to make this a permanent thing. And so funny, I found a manifesto realtor. <laughs> so it's just, it's so interesting the way that things all work out. I'm very into environments and human design. I don't know how much, how deep you are in. in no, that. this is something we can definitely chat about this as well. Like the variables in human design and environments. Like I feel like I mean, you shared this, like that's your jam and people don't talk about that much. I think it start the foundations of what I see people talk about online. And this includes myself is like, oh, the types and the strategy and Mm -hmm. the authorities. But then when you really start getting into the gates and channels and you look at your environment, your manifestation style, the arrows, like all of that, then you really get to the nitty gritty of someone. It doesn't become compartmentalized. Like, oh, I'm a generator. So I have to say yes or no. And I have to make a decision in the moment. Like that's just not the we're just not meant to be that way so anyways long story short yes love would love to hear more about the variables but I love that you're sharing about it as you as you talk yeah and this is kind of how I how I work because I with also being the third line it's all about experience that's what the third line has and so that's the only way that I feel like I can like share my story is through how it worked for me because I uh, trial and error like obviously I know what worked and what what didn't work if you ever want to know if something works or not you go talk to a one three is what Ross says, uh, the founder of human design. So what was interesting was when, so I had this manifesto realtor, right. And she actually has the money channel. And I said to her, and at the time I actually didn't know she was a manifester, but it, uh, when you're, again, your environment is the most important thing about you. I want you, I want you to know this, like literally the most important thing, because what happens is, is when you are in the correct environment, that is when your entire being is nurtured. You are there. If you're in the right environment, everything just works out. You interact literally with the right people that are going to put you on your path of purpose. That's going to get to get you, get you to where you're supposed to actually go. It's like the most, and I'm, I'm working on our environments class right now. So I'm very excited about this. I'm telling her, I want a house that has actually a Creek in the back. And the reason why I wanted a Creek in the back was because my transport environment is shores. And I call your transferred environment, your dump zone. That's where you, you go to like be all of your not self. When you are in the incorrect environment, everything just like is, is, is harder. There's so much resistance there, but what it's trying to show you is it's trying to like break you out of this old version of, or who you think you are 
because that's what the not self is, right? It's like who you think you are, but it's not actually who you are because it's all the conditioned layers of you. So I like to go to my transferred environment to cry, to release all of my open centers. That's what it really helps you do. I, when I was young, like not even when I was younger, I still do this. Obviously I, I, I did end up with the Creek just so you're aware. This is how manifestation, <laughs> it's just, it's crazy. So I said to her, I want this Creek because I want to be able to go there and sit sit down by the creek so I can cry and just see all the things that I need to work on because I'm all about just like being the best version of who I am and that's not trying to be anybody else that's just who I am as an individual and so we were looking and looking for these houses I also want to like brick on the outer layers like I have my view of power it, it the the direction that it faces is left so that means that I'm I'm very strategic and so when you're strategic, you really need to have almost like a list of very specifics of what way you want to see the world. Cause your view is the way you're looking out and seeing the world and the way you manifest and blah, blah, blah. And so I said to her, I want, I want this Creek, blah, blah, blah. I want all these things. I'm giving her a list. She's like, lady, you're crazy. But she's like, I'm going to, I'm going to, we're going to find it. We're going to find it. So we found some other places that were not hundred percent that. And then where I, I, I'll never forget that feeling. That's why the sacral, it's like, you have to remember these feelings when things work out of what's happening in your physical body during that time so that you can know when you're going to, when you're going to experience it again. So I remember when we were driving in to this neighborhood and I was looking out that it was like on this golf course, the, the drive into this place is so beautiful. Every time I drive in and out of here, I'm just like, Oh my gosh, like, like, that's when you can really like see how beautiful the world is when you're in those types of places. And so we're driving in here. Uh, I'm, I'm seeing that like, cause I like, I'm also a runner. So I wanted to have some sort of path that I could run on. And so I saw this golf course with this like really nice path that like, it looked like I could probably run on. And so I'm like, I'm start. I'm all these, all of a sudden, all these feelings start coming to my sacral. And I was like, oh, this starts, this is feeling, this is feeling like this might be it. So we drive, we're in the neighborhood. I see the house. I'm like, oh, there's brick on the outside of the house. And I'm like, okay, this is interesting. And then we, we walk in, I see the view of the backyard and I'm like, no, no, this isn't real. And I go out there and there's the creek. There, there's this creek, there's a waterfall that's directly across from that. It's one of the most beautiful views that you could see. And I look at my husband, I, I hadn't even seen the rest of my house, rest of the house at this point. And I'm like, this is it. This is the house. And we start walking through, I see there's six rooms. I wanted six rooms in this house. I needed a room for my office. I needed a room for my, I have two boys. I needed a room for them. I also have family that doesn't live here. So I wanted to make sure there was enough space for when people come stay with us. And I needed a gym. I needed a room for a gym because I wanted my home kitchen's gym. It had everything. It literally had all of it. It was insane. The only thing that it didn't have was I didn't really enjoy the kitchen. It's actually very important for a kitchen's person, even if you're not a cook. You just, that space needs to be, it needs to feel right to you. And it, it, it was off. There was no, um, there was a peninsula. I wanted an island in the middle. So I, the house actually was, ended up being under budget. So we got the house. Obviously I'm sitting in it right now. And we, we completely redid the kitchen. We had enough money to redo the kitchen. And that's, and, but here's the open throat backstory back to where I was going. So 
when I found the house, I went home and I immediately called my mother, who's a manifesting generator that has defined throat. And I told her about the house. I texted my manifestor friend and I said, I want, I, I need your help because this is what happens with the open undefined throat. You're, you need actually the help of others to help you create. And it's going to be the people that support you most. Don't go to the, don't go, to, don't find just any manifestor or anybody with a defined throat. Go to those people that truly believe in you. And then I also have my oldest son's a manifestor. He also has the money channel here. And he's actually what got us here. We did while we were in the process of figuring out if this was going to work or not. I would sit on his bed. I would give him my crystals for my kitchen's environment. We would hold them together. We would hold hands. And I would say to him, repeat after me. And I would tell him the words to speak out to the universe. And he got us here faster than we could have ever gotten here before by speaking out what my truest desires were as a sacral being. And that's what I, so when I realized that worked with him back in Florida, I did it again with the house. So I told my mother, I told my friend, and then I talked, and then I did the, the whole like hand holding crystal thing with him. And then I was on the phone with my mom just a few hours later. And we, and we got the phone call that we got the house like immediately, like that day. Sorry. That was a long, very long winded way of explaining to you how this, how I made this happen, but it's true. No, I, there's some really cool points. Like I was obviously listening the entire time and I was just like hearing the themes and it's like, this is such an example of, you know, I think some people think they're undefined or open centers are weaknesses, but it's not, there's so much fluidity. And let's say we're talking about the throat. There's so much fluidity in how you manifest. So here you are literally following your design. Like just, you're like, get the hit from your spleen, your sacral. You're like, Hey, we need to do this. And there's just, there's no logic. There's not, there's no, no. going up to the head and like weighing out the options it's none of that it's literally a physical experience right you start taking action you're responding to your environment like this is literally how human design works like i just want to like talk this through to the listeners yeah. who like don't probably don't know like what the fuck we're saying and i just want to make sense of it so they understand this the importance of this work so you're there you're responding to your environment and then you're collaborating with other people in your life especially those who have that defined throat they're going to have that extra potency right? So you're, you know, this just goes to show that no design is better than the other, no defined or undefined centers is better than the other, right? So you're leveraging that connection and just knowing like what you need in your environment and you're collaborating with these defined throats to help you manifest that faster, right? And like, that's ultimately what happened. And it's like that one, three profile as well of like figuring out all the things and you talked about your manifestation style of like getting really specific and then, mm -hmm. you know, having that clarity and the trial and error and just like collaborating again is, is also kind of a trial and error too, like bringing people in, trying different ways of doing things and you long story short manifested what it is that you wanted. Right. So I think that's so great because an open throat manifests a dream home. And I could even feel in your energy, like that, like that, like that just relief that like, Oh yeah. my God, like I made this happen. I could cry. This is so beautiful. And it was just like, bam, 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 like one thing after another. So I just wanted to kind of re sort of capture your story from the way I was listening and the way that you know, people are like, how the hell does human design tie into this? Like, that's what happens when you have this level of self-awareness and you understand not only yourself, but then, you know, this is, this person's a manifesting generator. This person's a projector, this person's a reflector and you know, their strengths. That's how we help each other. This is why yes. people such as ourselves, intuitive guides, coaches, healers, 
we're bringing this work to the collective because this is how you essentially make shit happen is by being able to collaborate with each other in your most aligned way possible. So even though you think that was a long-winded story, there was like massive nuggets in there. And I just had to like, I think my sixth line was like, I'm just going to like pull this and push yes. it farther. <laughs> yes. That's what you guys do. Like I, I, you know, sometimes I'm like, oh, could I have just been like a different line? Like, why can't I just be a six, you know, like, or, or two, <laughs> I really, or like, I really love the two, four profile. My mom's a two, four and actually my business partner's two, four projector. So there's just so much like, but there's so much wisdom in the, the one, three, I actually was listening to a class by, by raw, um, not that long ago. And he said, actually the most powerful profile is the one, three profile, because the way that the third line especially the third line body can take like a real hit. Like I had to get hit by a freaking car, you know, to like really understand and comprehend what that means. But there's so much power in the wisdom that comes from a third line. And especially the one three that has to go through that investigative stage as well. There's just, you, you can't experience that with the other lines. And, but there, but at the same time, like the sixth line, like you got, when you guys come into your fifties, it's like, that is like your prime time. And I know that's, you're like, Oh God, fifties. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I interviewed a friend of mine, Becca. She's actually Becca by design is what her Instagram handle is. And she's in her fifties. And so she's off the roof and she's mm. pivoted her business into human design, coaching and embodiment. But like, she's bringing in psychic abilities and intuition into that. So it's like this very like feminine energy approach. And so I, when I interviewed her, I talked about this, like, what was it like coming off the roof? Because literally 99% of the people that I know that are, have a sex line are like up until, you know, they're in their thirties, forties max. I don't know anyone in their fifties who's a six line. So, and it's like, I keep reading this, like in Ra's teachings and whatnot, it's very much like, oh, you know, when you come off the roof, you're going to be this like wisdom holder and people are going to come to you because you've like mastered this. And I'm like, okay, but what about, what about when I'm on the roof? Like, tell me about yeah. that. <laughs> Cause I really get before the roof, like my, my Saturn return time, like up until the age of 30 was like complete chaos. Like for it sure. <laughs> well, you guys can't really take a hit. Like you got you, it, it seems like in theory, you, you can, when you're in your, you know, zero to thirties, you're, that's what you're, all you're doing is, is taking all these hits, but you're not equipped for it. Like you're, you're, you think that you are in those moments, but like, you also know at the same time that it's like, oh, this isn't working. This really is. I don't, and I, I don't, it's like, you don't know how to like embrace it the way that the third line just is like, I'm going to fall into everything. Right. But after that, like, cause my, my husband's a six two and it was very interesting to watch him climb on the roof and he's in a very successful stage in his life. I actually helped him with his environment too, Valley's environment. And he now, which we actually live in the valleys of the mountains. So it's really interesting. And when we moved here and I explained to him also low sound for his cognition. And so I gave him a few tips for his work style and he has now switched companies and he's making an extra $30,000 a year. And he only works half days on Fridays, which actually I, I called in for him the week before he got this job. I was like, you know, what'd be nice is if Dave could work half days on Fridays because I'm a one three, I'm going to be selfish here and I need to do more of my business. So that way we can kind of like 
switch off because we have a, a two-year-old that takes up the majority of my days. I, I primarily work nights and weekends. So I'm like, I need, I need some more like daytime. So I have it now. He works half days on Fridays and it's, it's, it's just, it's just crazy. Like when you understand the way you can hack the system. I love that as an open throat, you have like such powerful examples of manifestation. I can literally see that it's, you know, you, you're following the desires of your sacral and then you're, you're leveraging your environment and other, Mm -hmm. other human design types to manifest like this is literally the prime example of how when you have undefined or open centers like there's a fluidity it's not like Mm -hmm. you know if you were let's say for example a manifester and you had that defined throat and you're literally designed to initiate and form like you can just go and be like hey this is what I want this is what I want you're directing and like speaking into existence like there's it's kind of like there's kind there's more work to do in a way but it's like your version of alignment when you start pulling in your environment and then people that can help you, right? Well, that's what a, a generator does, right? We literally, pull, we're magnets. We literally, like we, that, that's, and I, I want to free the generator so bad. Like I, cause it's 70% of the population. That's the majority of us, right? I want to free us so bad. And I really want to get this, these messages out to the masses because I know that this information can really help so many people that are suffering right now. Like if there's so, and I can feel it in my open solar plexus, how many people are just crying. Like I can, I cry for them. I literally cry for them. My tears are for the collective that, that need to be almost like embraced and cared for and nurtured. And when you can really understand the power that you hold, like whenever I do readings for people, I'm like, I, the, the first thing that I say, and I didn't even realize this until like a year in that I was literally speaking my design when I'd be like, do you understand how powerful you are? That's like the first thing I say to people when I, I do readings for them, because I can see it. I can literally see where, how all of their places and their frequencies line up. And all you have to do is release those open centers and allow yourself to be in the right place at the right time. And it does, it really does take, like, if you notice to the listeners that we're not talking about figuring shit out, we're not talking about the head and the Ajna, like where it is a very visceral body and environmental experience, right? I'd actually love if you can chat a little bit more about the the variables and just you were talking mm-hmm. about environment and cognition yeah, and whatnot. So just I would love that. Yeah, I love like li- literally. Okay, I'm getting closer to the mic. Li- like literally, <laughs> this is like, and like that's the thing with generators. Like when we, things light us up, like it's it's just so. Oh, it's hard it's so exciting it's you're so exciting it, like you're just like oh come on guys I've literally joked on my stories like when I was showing up you know this is more I think last summer I was like really lit up by some of the stuff I was doing I was like oh my god like I'm so excited like I couldn't stop saying I'm so excited and I was like I don't know another word to say there's to no express other word that I'm excited like that's just like the lit sacral which I think is so funny it is and that and it's interesting I started watching myself now that like because I don't really know anybody here still like moving somewhere during a pandemic like making friends is like literally the hardest thing and being an adult making friends in general is hard and so I watch myself when I've been interacting with people here especially understanding my design now and I'm just like generator is so powerful like it We'd literally just pull people to us. That's all we have to do. And I I, I started saying a phrase about a year ago, and I want to say it now before we talk about 
the, the four transformations, which are, which are the variables, I started saying, and if you're a generator, I really invite you to say this and then just, just don't do anything afterwards. Just literally say, wouldn't it be nice and fill in the blank? Wouldn't it be nice? Cause that's what I began saying. And I said it last year when I, cause I, I have all these, obviously I have all these ideas. I have an open head. And I have all this wisdom and then I have all this information with human design, but I didn't know how to put it into tangible form. And so I said to myself last year, wouldn't it be nice if I could have someone that could help me put this information into form so I could create classes to just anybody can just purchase them. And it doesn't even matter if you don't fully understand human design, but as long as obviously you have your birth information, like you can't do this without your birth information. Because I have the 4426, I can take things and make them into more digestible form. I still use the foundations from, from raw, but I, I, I can give you the foundations and then give you also a way to actually utilize the information afterwards. So that's what I, uh, one of my business par partners, a projector, she has a, a defined head in Ajna. She actually completes my full channel for, from my head to my Ajna. She has the full channel and I have only 24 in the 43 and she completes all of that for me. And so she came around and she does tarot and we started doing clubhouse together and she started helping me create classes. And that's when we started the human design and astro club. And now we have the first two classes out, which we're going to talk about for the variables, which is called cognition and your determination. And we're, we're now into the third portion, which is your environment, because they all go in stages. It's called the four transformations. And this is definitely the deeper part of human design. But I will say that you don't know everything to actually understand this information. I have come up with ways to interpret it that you can allow yourself to live in the experience of it now, instead of trying to uh, wait till understanding fully, like what the sacral means, what, what your clean means or your solar plexus, like you, as long as you've been, I would say experimenting in some sort of way, you'll be able to understand this information because it's, it's literally your pathway. It's like, I think of like these little cosmic breadcrumbs and it shows you just where each one needs to go for you to get to that, to that, that end point of whatever it is for you. That's what it shows you. That's what the, the four transformations really show you. I love what you just said. The cosmic breadcrumbs, like that is such yeah. a, like, that's such a cute terminology, but like, that's brilliant. But also you said that I was like giggling. I was like, this is literally what human design is. I mean, just so people mm -hmm. know it's not human design is an, ex is an experiment. It's about yeah. energy. Like energy cannot be like contained like it needs to move when it's being contained that's how we get into our not self, not self theme right so it is an experiment and I, I love that you 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 said that so just follow yeah. the cosmic breadcrumbs yes and that's what the four transformation shows you it shows you where each one of them lines up to like almost the next place so the first place that it starts is going to be the brain okay everything starts in the brain and if you really, really, really want to accelerate your deconditioning process, you're going to understand and learn exactly what your determination means for you specifically, because even if you understand the information, the way in which you're going to use it, I guess, is going to be unique and different for each one of us. So that's why when I went through these classes, I wanted to give like specific examples of how you can experiment with this in your real life. So I, I break them down in ways that it's like you understand it. 
without trying to make sense of it because the mind there's no real making sense of this right you really just have to start experimenting with it so the first place that you're going to want to start is your determination your determination is your unique eating style it is your environment because it's connected to the body part your design part of your your design and it's going to what it does is when you start eating correctly for your determination your brain starts to accelerate its deconditioning process because what this is, is it's called color in human design. There's also color in your environment, which we'll get to in a moment. Color is what is captured when frequency enters your system. And the way in which color is captured is actually through your cognition is your, it's your super sense. It's your strongest clair. It's actually what puts you back in the body. It keeps you from bypassing your authority. That's what your cognition actually does. It is the most important part of you for you to understand where you actually need to go. But the, in order for you to under, for your body to almost understand this super sense, you have to be eating for your determination because it removes the gunk from your brain. All of that conditioning that's sitting up there, your unique eating style is going to remove it. So mine is actually calm determination. I'm touch color. There's also touch cognition, not to be confused. I'm like, could we have come up with some different names here? But this is what was downloaded through him. So just going to have to kind of go with that. So calm determination is actually very unique because we've been conditioned by society gather when we eat, right? And calm determination actually tells you the complete opposite. And I've known this and it's so, it's so brilliant when you finally get to remember your childhood again through these places. Because when I was a kid, I, I hated eating around people. I don't know if you experience this when you eat around people, but like, I cannot handle hearing people chew or swallow. It literally like, I like thinking about like holding a sharp object in my hand while people are eating. Like, I just want to use that sharp object. (laughs) Oh my gosh. And this is to me, that's not normal, (laughs) but what (laughs) But what my body's really trying to tell me is that I need to eat alone because I actually eat other people's auras when I'm in the presence of them. And I also, the way I, your, your determination is also the way you digest information. It's not just the way you digest food. All of the classes that I've ever like taken from raw, I've done in the comfort of my own home alone. Like I don't like to learn with around other people initially, at least. So that's also something that I learned through my determination is that I really need to take in information alone as well. So I eat by myself. My husband thinks I'm an asshole. And I'm just going to say it. I mean, I have, I have a whole family and I eat by myself. I'll tell you, I'll tell you I'm an asshole. And, and that's, but the thing is that human design is an antisocial experiment. It's not meant to uh, come together with other people other than I do believe connecting with other people to help you with your deconditioning process. We started a support group, me and Leah, my business partner called human design support, because I know how lonely it can be into understanding this information, but it is also a very antisocial experiment at the same time. And so I eat alone. The beauty of the pandemic brought me to that. It accelerated, it accelerated my deconditioning process the first six months because everything was shut down. And I was forced to primarily be in my own aura with a lot of 
stuff that was happening during my day. And then I started eating alone. I was like, you know what? This is a time to really start experimenting with it. And then it was six months after that, that we moved. So that was when I was like, I'm, I'm going to full throttle heavily go into this. And so that's the first step is eating for your, for your specific determination. If I were to ask for my chart, so my, my brain says passive and then my determination is closed. Closed means that you, and, and tell me if, if this resonates with you, basically you are supposed to eat for seasons. You're a seasonal eater. And you also came into this world with a specific palate. It's closed. It's not, it has certain types of foods. And you can eat the same thing over and over and over and over again, because it's actually correct for you. Yeah. So for me, I do notice that I, yeah, I would say that I do have a particular palate where it's like, there are, there's like a menu of food that I enjoy eating, mm -hmm. but I'll say I would experiment. Yeah. Seasonal, you know, obviously love having soups in the winter, like let's do barbecue. Yep summer you know what I mean like that totally makes sense really important that you allow yourself to just continually eat those those foods that you crave to stick with those don't let people try to convince you to try new things having a closed per closed uh person to say like feel like just experiment with something no don't experiment with shit okay you know <laughs> you know what you want I would definitely stick to the seasonal foods but just it allow yourself to eat those same things over and over again because we've also been conditioned by society to try new things right and to mix things up and and it's really incorrect for you it'll actually uh fuck with your digestive system as well I don't know if if you if you resonate with that as well but that that tends to happen with the closed yeah no I do find like when I obviously when I stick to the same things and when I go seasonal or even just doing routine things I mean I do have like the 515 channel in my chart That's yeah nice. so routine things like even intermittent fasting worked really well for me you know when I do things like that so yeah no I, I totally resonate with that so we have okay so we did we talked about brain determination and then cognition and your, and your what was your cognition again feeling feeling I definitely noticed that oh Which, yeah oh I have a question yes what's your relationship with sugar oh I like sugar <laughs> I like chocolate That's my like. That's what happens thing. to you? Oh, when I have, oh, when I have sugar, I definitely get, if I have too much, for example, then I definitely notice like inflammation. Yeah. So, so each cognition actually comes with a sensitivity. And this mm. is what we, I, I, I go deep into this in our class because nobody talks about this shit. I just want you to know, like literally nobody talks about this shit. And so for a feelings person, First of all, it's the highest, it's, 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 a it's, it's, uh, it's connected to the sixth line. Okay. Each, each of the variables is, is connected to a line. All it is, is on repeat. All of the variables are just on, on repeat one through six. The, the feelings person is deeply connected to the body in ways that no other person that's not a feelings person would ever even be able to understand. You actually could be in the presence of somebody or even I've talked to, cause we, in our support group, we, we had a whole conversation about this with our, our, our last call. And it was interesting because I was talking about it with a feelings person. They told me that they could just think about somebody and they could know what was going on in their physical body. This is so true. Like, but it's not even, it's not even that. 
Crystal, it's literally. Oh, explain to me. I'm not feeling. <laughs> I know because I can literally think about someone and I can feel the energy that they're in or mm-hmm. the other thing that I can do that's like, I don't want to say creepy, but it's like, what the fuck? I'll make is, it creepy. Is I creepy. can, like, I can read into people's relationships. Mm-hmm. Like yesterday, a friend of mine told me that his wife asked for a divorce over Christmas and I had to act surprised. Mm. But like, I, I knew that Already it was now. going in that direction and I don't hang out with them. Like, I don't- You have the six? Them. Yes. Well, I'm a six two. I have the-, the Oh, but you have the six and the solar plexus, right? It's okay. My conscious so earth. A- it's my conscious earth. Oh, dude. The feelings thing is like really real for me. Like I started to notice this where if, so let's say if I don't talk to a friend for a while and I message him, I was like, Hey, like, I just like had a feeling that you're going through some shit, like what's going on. And I'm, and I'm right. Like, it's really, it's something that I've had to learn how to trust that yeah. I've definitely noticed more over the last year and a bit. And I've even played around with it with some like really close girlfriends where I'm like, Hey, I just want to kind of read you right now and let me know if this is accurate. And they're like, how the fuck do you know? Like, I haven't talked to you in two months. Yeah. Yeah. So that's very real for me. (laughs) Yes. It's a, it's another level that you guys interpret. It's the way, so your cognition is actually the way you interpret frequency. So it's a full body feel for you with the way you interpret frequency. And I go in through our class tools that you can use to keep that frequency alive in you and to enhance this part of who you are, because it is the strongest sense that you have minus smell. I'm smell cognition. So when I actually open up the Akashic records, or if you ever listened, when we do new moon and full moon on our podcast, when we go through that, and I, I usually open up the Akashic records during that time, I actually didn't realize I was doing this until after the fact. And I was like, oh my God, you're literally using your cognition to connect to source energy. How bizarre. I take these weird, and I, 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 I caught myself doing them in sessions with, with clients. I, I take these, I close my eyes and I take these deep inhales through the nose every time I'm trying to connect to source. And then all of a sudden messages come through. It is the strangest thing that happens for me. And I'll, I'll watch myself do it throughout my day too. When I'm trying to reach clarity, cause that's what it does. It clears your system. That's what your cognition does. So when I'm trying to clear something and understand something, I'll start going. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and I'm like, what is happening? And then I'm like, all of a sudden I'm like, oh, there's something and that's, and that's also when you have a signpost, you watch it. You have the awareness around it. I, I used to, I've done this my entire life and I had no idea that I was doing it until it was brought to my attention. Both my boys are also smell cognition. I watch them do it. It's the strangest thing to watch a child so in tune with their body. And I watch my, my little two-year-old all, of, all the time going. Like, like, like just what? sniffing. Oh my God, I, that is <laughs> yeah. so cute. That's hilarious. But it's not even that we just have like our, our smell is definitely enhanced, but we energetically smell too, because what we're energetically smelling is threat because mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's connected to the line one. And what is the line one? It's for security, right? It's the foundation of everything. So that's what we're constantly, that's what my being is constantly looking for is, is security. Where's, where's the foundation? And I'm also a first line. So it's, it's a beautiful synergy there too. Right. So it's, I'm always like, 
where's my foundation? Where's my foundation? Oh no. Oh no. It's unstable. It's unstable. This isn't going to work. This isn't going to work. And that's how I, and that's, and that's how you use your cognition. And then once you understand that place, then you can enter into your correct environment, which for me is kitchens and for you is shores, right? Which I love the beauty of those two. Like, I feel like a kitchens and a shores person, like really get each other because there's a distortion that happens in your transferred environment where I look at it as for me, it's like trying to look through a foggy window. And I, I, I catch myself doing this during Mercury retrograde a lot. I, I start, I realized that last year I was like, holy shit, every time Mercury goes retrograde, I, I catch myself literally just staring out my window. I'll just go and I'll stare. Like I'm looking for something. <laughs> Like you're waiting, K, K retrograde Mercury. Like let's let's get this show on the road, you know. Well, well, I'm I'm like looking for I'm like tr- I'm like looking for something, but I know that I'm never gonna find it through the window. I actually have a client that she just texted me the other day. She also is kitchens environment, and we like we like the idea of shores. So she has her desk like she had her desk like directly in front of the window. And she, she's like, I changed my entire configuration of my room. My, she's like, my desk is no longer in front of my window because I realized how incorrect that was for me. And I have, I actually moved my, my desk over closer to the wall where I can partially see outside of my window right now, but it's not my, I used to have it directly in front. And it's actually best that I don't focus on that. Cause I'm also left brain. And did, what's, what brain are you? Are you, wait, you're passive. Yeah. Right? I'm passive. So you're yeah. right. And what's your mind? We actually have the complete opposite variables. So that's, that's, that's interesting. Your, your right brain, right mind and right view. And the only left you have is your environment. So left environment is here to be observed. You actually get this. So this being observed as part of my quote manifestation style, I can see how this shows up. And I think it ties in with the throat where it's like, Oh, look, this is what I'm doing. So I noticed um be observed is like you want to be observed in your environment and like what it is that you're doing what it is you're creating so I feel like being a sacral generator here I am creating things doing things being excited and it's like look at what I'm doing you know like look at the landing page I just created look at this program look at you know Mm -hmm. come and listen to this podcast episode like I want to be observed and then I think the open throat is in there too where it's like there's this desire to I want to know if I'm if if I'm making an impact like are you Mm -hmm. seeing me are you hearing me like am I being observed yeah so I notice Mm -hmm. I notice all those little things interconnecting yes see do you see it? Like, and it's, it just makes everything so much easier. So once you understand your environment, you find yourself in the correct environment. And also in our environments class, I'm going to show people how to create this in your home, because for some people, you're not going to be directly in your correct environment. But if you can create that space in your home, you'll always have something to come to so that you can be in alignment right? That's what your environment does for you. It puts you back into alignment. So once you find yourself in the correct environment, you're then going to move over to the mind. So that's when we leave the mind after the, after you're in your correct environment, you move over to view. It's actually goes directly across. And so for you, your view is power. This is also where we connect. There's a lot of places we connect. So it's very interesting that this happened. My spleen was very spot on when I decided to respond to one of your posts, we move over to view and view is the way in which our mind, our personality, part of ourselves sees the world connected to your view and also connected to your motivation, which is the last and final step. And so 
the distortion of you, what happens is if, you, if you're not deconditioning your brain, you're never going to get to the mind correctly, ever. You'll never get to the mind. It'll always be transferred. It's very painful. I feel like transferred view because when we are not literally, when we're not interacting with the correct people, we're going to take everything personally. Everything comes back to ourselves and how like that didn't work out or we're wrong or we're stupid. I mean, we're all in the mind, right? And it's all distorted up there. But if you're following your correct design part of you, you're, you're, you're nurturing or nourishing your brain. And then you find yourself in the correct environment. You get your correct view for you as power. What does that mean for you? When I say like you, like you, you, you're supposed to see through this, this place of power for yourself. Yeah. What comes through, I think is, I really noticed the six two play into this and even just my, my conscious sun and earth and I'm noticing that my own journey that I've been on, let's say my, my business, my entrepreneurial mm-hmm. journey of like normalizing all experiences for others. And it's like who you are right now is literally fucking perfect. Everything that you have mm-hmm. and that you don't have, everything that you've done or not done in your business, your successes, your quote, failures, all of that, literally your, your quote results don't define who you are as a person. Like I think the way that I share that is very it comes from this place of power and it's Mm -hmm. the embodying the energy of the 36 and the six of like I can really sit in turbulence and conflict like that is like I've like accepted that fully and that moves up into the city of compassion and peace so it's like can you be compassionate with yourself and can you be at peace with where you're at right so that's that's how I notice and then it's like being the six two gaining all this wisdom being that three line up until Saturn return, being able to like see so far and deep into things that it, it just kind of like blows my mind sometimes. And I have to be patient that not everyone's going to see that as well. And then also that those are, those are kind of how all the things tied together that I noticed. Like it's, that's the thing with human design. It's never just one thing. It's not, Oh, no. Kayla, you're a generator. No, I'm not. Yeah. A gen- I'm not just a generator. Like there's so many things that I can share right now that just like tie everything together. So that's my long winded answer to your question about power. (laughs) Open throw everything about us. Yeah. I mean, true power is when you can harness your energy from within and you can see all the beauty that's lying inside of you. And that makes you see all the beauty that's lying out there in the world. And then that puts you in on the right path of what is actually going to make you almost like put your focus, which is where like your motivation is the way in which you focus. So it's going to put your focus in that direction. It's going to propel you forward so that you're actually looking out with the correct lens so that you're going to then interact with the correct people and they're going to see you correctly. That's what your motivation does for you. It makes other people when you're in your true motivation, see you correctly. What's your motivation? fear which I'm very interested to hear what you have to say about that because I feel like yeah, I know fear we, is like, we talked about that yeah and that's connected to the first line fear because security so what, right like you were saying yeah, the foundation yes. or not. yeah it's literally fear people have this like deep awareness in, inside their entire being that when they just allow themselves to look out and see the world and see all the things that are like almost like not working but they don't need to fix it because that's what your transferred view is, is need. You don't need to fix it. But when you catch yourself being surrounded by a bunch of needy people, you better fucking run. That's all I have to say to you. (laughs) 
Oh my gosh. And I'm sure you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. I'm sure you've experienced that, especially when you were in your third line phase, you probably saw a lot of needy people. That is your first sign post to know that you're not looking out correctly. Mm. I'm loving everything that you've shared about the variables. And like, obviously we're going to be putting in, I'm going to put in the show notes, the link to join your classes so that, and it'll be there forever. I'll update the links, like whatever people to listen to this, whether it's 2022 or 2025, and you've stumbled across this freaking episode, the links will always be there because I think I've never had a conversation with someone from the view of the variables. It's always been, you know, I definitely got into looking at more from an advanced lens of coming out of like types and looking at somebody's like channels and gates, like more Mm -hmm. specifically that energy rather than just like the overarching theme, but like looking at your human design through the variables, like I think your story today was just so powerful how you, it's cool that we talked about the variables at the end because everything that you shared in your story about how you manifested this home in North Carolina, like it was through you going through the variables and it was, you know, you having that open throat and being able to connect with others who had a defined throat and being fluid with your manifestation style. Like that was so cool. I feel like our conversation today was like so unique. Yeah. I feel, and like, you're going to have to come on our podcast next. We need to talk about that. We can talk about this when we stop this, but because there's just so much more. And I feel like there's a reason why we connected. I don't, I don't bump into people by accident. One thing that I love about the way that we talk is like, okay, open throat. We're very long-winded. I warned everyone at the beginning that we think this, we were going to be a long one, guys. I knew, and I knew it. I was like, and sometimes I've said that before. If somebody had an undefined throat, I just kind of like preface the conversation. Like, I'm going to predict this is how it's going to go because I understand human design. But I love like you did the one three. I can see this. You like your open throat, sharing the stories, talking about it, like long-winded, like these are the specific little things that happened. This was the trial and error. And then I can see myself coming in after your story. And I'm like, okay. And like from a six line vision, capturing it, the whole thing. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, like I was just noticing how this was organically happening the way that we were talking, which I thought was super interesting. It is. There's a reason why we connected. This is not going to be the last time we talk. And like I said, you're going to have to come on our podcast and meet Leah, which you'll, you'll love her projectors. I mean, I, they are, they are. Oh, I have so many projectors in my life. My boyfriend's a projector. My mom's a projector. Like I, yeah. We need them without, if a generator didn't have, well, really all the types, if we didn't have the projectors, we'd be all lost. Yeah. I guess we'd have to go look for the reflectors, which are like, nowhere one <laughs> percent they probably don't even know their reflector that's how freaking rare it is <laughs> I, I it was interesting I met a reflector right at the beginning of my experiment and she changed my entire life I have so many stories we're gonna I'm gonna stop talking because I know we'll we'll talk we'll end up talking for another hour oh my god I know right so before I wrap things up I always ask my people that I'm having a conversation with to share a piece of wisdom that just drops in that you want to leave the audience with And then afterwards, you can let us know where they can connect with you. To everyone that's listening right now, I just want you to close your eyes for a second and imagine how truly fucking powerful you are and just embrace that. Embrace who you are and just like go show it. This is the year of where dreams can come true. I'm also very into transits. I'm a transit junkie. On our podcast, we we talk about transits a lot. And this is the year of the dreamer. So live your dream. Allow this to be the year where you start living your fucking dream.
I loved our conversation today. Thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you for open throat inviting me. We're we're like the under, under, undercover projectors. Yes. It's so true. We want to be seen and heard because it's just the fluidity and how we express ourselves and how we give wisdom is like so huge. And I mean, we didn't even talk about engagement on social media. That's a whole other episode. Well, you can, well you're going to come on to ours and we can talk about it then. That's oh, what yeah. we'll do. We'll yeah. talk about it on ours. And I'll definitely, um, to the listeners, I'll hook up her podcast channel on the show notes so that you can jump from this one to that one and back and forth. <laughs> yeah. We do a weekly transit update called the program. So Amazing. it's, yeah, it's fun. That's so cool. Well, I want to thank our listeners today for tuning in to this very powerful and long, unapologetically long episode. So good. <laughs> and uh, really looking forward to hearing what you think. If you can please leave a review, subscribe, you share this on social media, tag both of us and definitely check the show notes for some wicked links and resources. So thanks so much for listening and I'll chat with you in the next episode.